This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. What is up, Rotoviz family? Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salito FF, and of course, my fellow co-hosts at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the main slate for Week Five, a lighter than usual slate as we lose the Packers and Lions to the bye week. And I don't see any way we have a Titans-Bills game in that slate either, fellas. How did week four treat you? Uh, I had I ended up having a good week. We uh, we we got there at the last second with the, the A-Rob touchdown uh, in cash. So um, if not for that, I was uh, I was getting swept pretty hard. So that uh, that made it a good week for me. What about you, TJ? I did all right last week. Uh, I was honestly kind of a defense and maybe a Troutman catch away from a smash week. Um, honestly, losing the Chiefs to Monday night like destroyed me because I pivoted mm-hmm. to the Bears. I thought they might be leading. I had too much confidence in Foles. That one just didn't work out. Yeah, it was really just that last drive for uh, for Robinson that got him there. He was. Uh... He was just kind of flailing. And then Foles was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have this, like, very, very talented receiver that I should maybe look for. Hey, late's better than never. Yeah. I just wanted to see Rivers trailing, man. That's what I wanted to see. We might get it this week, <laughs> but we'll get there. We, we will definitely get there. But, the guys, let's start with the, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game has got a 51 total. Uh, Lamar Jackson was held out of practice on Wednesday on what is being called a not serious precautionary knee injury. Um, Fellas, 
I'm jumping right over to Cincinnati. Uh, TJ, we mentioned Joe Mixon here last week, and uh, he had the blow-up game. He had all the fantasy points we were hoping for the first three weeks, all in week four. Are we going back to him this week at $6,300, TJ? Not against the Ravens, I'm not. I mean, I hate to say it. It's just uh, playing backs against the Ravens is one of – I have general rules. I don't have firm rules, but a general rule. I'm just not going to play it back against the Ravens. So, yeah, just not going to go there. Where you at, Matt? Yeah, um, I agree. I it's it's not something that I'm uh, that I'm going out of my way to put in one of my six lineups for sure. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree too. And I think the the great part about that is there will be people who will chase those points this week and we want to make sure we're in uh matchups with those people this week. So uh let's let's go over to a couple of the other Cincinnati Bengals. Uh J- Joe Burrow comes in at 6000. He's become a steady producer because they're throwing a ball on offense, even getting some some targets to Mixon last week helped his his totals. But the guy I'm looking at who's seeing some red zone targets and has definitely stepped up in his offense aside from Tyler Boyd is T Higgins and he comes in at a nice comfortable $4,900 Matt. Uh, do you find your way to any T Higgins in this week? Yeah. I mean, the, the price is pretty hard to argue. Um, again, the, the cowards at DraftKings refuse to price anybody up. So, uh, we, we can pretty much fit, uh, whoever we want, uh, whenever we want so far this season. Like what's the, I don't know, who's the highest price like Kamara at 8K is, is, are there any wide receivers more expensive than that? I don't think so. Right. I think it's all in the same area. Yeah. Nothing yeah, too crazy. 7,900 for new, like, so you, like you get one $4,900 receiver like that. Who's, who's seeing, you know, valuable work and you can, you can just, you know, punt defense, find a cheap tight end and just do whatever you want. So he's, he's definitely in play for me this week. Um, but I am definitely also looking to get, uh, All right, we lost Matt there for a second, TJ, so hopefully he'll be back shortly. Uh, TJ, jumping over to – Matt, we lost you for a second. So you Yeah, were, just, just we saw left, that. We, we, uh, when we last heard you, you were talking about you were definitely looking to get so-and-so in your lineups. Who was it? Boyd also. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, definitely looking uh, to include Boyd in at least one or two of my lineups. He's top 10 in receiving expected points uh, right now. And if Burrow's going to keep throwing the way that he is, um, I think that's a that's a valuable stack. Uh, now that it seems like Burrow realizes that it's the corpse of AJ Green, is do you find yourself possibly with a double stack? Would you play both of them with Burrow? Um, me, I don't know. I don't feel great about it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, you're looking I, for a lot of points out of those three, and that's yeah, not the right way to go. I think I'd rather just have them split and you know, the, the lineup with the receiver that actually hits uh, is going to be the one that the one that pays off for me. TJ, anything on the Baltimore? So I mean, on the Cincinnati side before we go to Baltimore. Oh, it's absolutely Boyd. I I mean, I'm in love with Boyd. I think he's a fantastic play this week. Uh, As long as he's priced in the six K neighborhood, he's going to remain a fantastic play. Uh, T Higgins. He's going to be in the back end of builds. I don't think he's a must go to. Um, his only hit game, he had to score twice to get there. 
Uh, granted, his role is going to stay steady. He's way behind Boyd, and I think against the Ravens especially, just, you know, give me the slap man, and in a trailing game, we could see one of those 13-target games for Boyd. Uh, he's an absolute smash in this game, and I don't think anyone else in this game qualifies for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we go over to the Baltimore side, really, uh, especially with the knee issues. Uh, you're not going to go pay up for Lamar Jackson likely this week. Mark Andrews too expensive to really be paying up for when there's a lot of very reasonably priced tight ends on this particular slate. Uh, Marquise Brown is seeing wide receiver one uh, targets and snap rate and all that good stuff, but he, the numbers are just not popping yet, so I'd like to see that. And the running backs are just a mishmash of who the hell is it going to be this week. So, yeah, we're going to be off of Baltimore pretty much this week. So if we got nothing else on that, we'll head over to the, the Battle of Pennsylvania where the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Philadelphia Eagles. This has got a 44 total. And guess who's back at off the concussion protocol? It's former two-time all-caps player Deontay Johnson coming in at 5,600. TJ, is it just automatic boom right back in the lineup? This He's week? sub 6K. Lock him in. It's insane. Yes. I mean, yes. It, I knew I the answer more complicated than that. It's not. <laughs> it, it's just not more complicated than that. Oh, you know – Matt, go ahead and yell at DK. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just – I I can't figure it out. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose or what, but it's, uh, it's getting a little frustrating because you want – like, if you're paying attention to this stuff, you want there to be tough decisions when people are making their lineups, and the it, they just aren't there right now. Like, it it's very reminiscent of uh you know golf prices during majors like they just they just let you fit whoever you want in because it's a lot of you know casual blah 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 whatever everything you've ever heard about that but uh yeah it's it's super frustrating um and we just we just have to take advantage of it while they while they keep doing it but uh hopefully hopefully they jack up these prices soon yeah, you know, and the first of a few tight ends I'm going to mention tonight because the overwhelming feeling in the DFS community, especially by a lot of the big name guys, is that tight end is a punt this year. So you might you could actually take a zero like people did with Troutman this past week at that low price and still hit uh, for a big total and still win some good money. So let's just say Eric Ebron at four thousand dollars. He was getting comfortable with Roethlisberger before the surprise bye week came up. Uh, he saw seven targets at that game, caught five of them for 52 yards and a touchdown. And this is the 29th ranked tight end defense he's going to be seeing this week. So Eric Ebron is a guy, you know, relatively inexpensive at $4,000. But is there anybody on the Eagles side? This is a tough week for me to want to put Eagles, even including former Caps player Miles Sanders in there, TJ. But uh, Matt, we going with anybody on the Philadelphia Eagles this week? I mean, if, if we're like, it's still, uh, I guess to put it nicely, a little bit of a mess in, uh, in Philadelphia at the moment. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're chasing opportunity, like Miles Sanders has the fifth highest share of opportunity of any running back in the league. And he just has only scored one touchdown, which is not ideal. Um, you know, if, if we think, Again, I think I said this last week. If we think that the the offense clicks in any way and he has a shot at a couple of touchdowns, he's getting the work for it, right? So um, 
I, I don't know. I, you can tell in my voice that I'm not like overly, uh, <laughs> overly excited about it. But um, there, there's definitely opportunity there uh, if you want to go in that direction. Sixty five hundred, I think, is is pretty fair. What about you, TJ? I, I mean, no. I, I, I want to play Sanders kind of every week, especially while the wide receivers are still dead. Uh, we probably get Djax back this week, and he becomes very interesting. Um, Forty six hundred, there's real ceiling. Uh, give me him over T Higgins in tournaments all day long. You know, we're looking at the same price. If he plays, if not, you know, then Greg Ward is almost. Uh, he doesn't have the same ceiling, but he has way better floor. Uh, but like you mentioned there, Sal earlier, uh, Kittle just smashed the Eagles' defense last week. Ebron is definitely in play. And equally, uh, not equally, but as far as a punt play, and especially at price, I mean, Claypool is going to have, what, 0.2% ownership. So he's absolutely a guy that can hit on one play. So that's about yeah. the gist of the game. I mean, you got Deontay, and then there's just everybody else is just kind of in this little bag that you just sprinkle them in. Yeah, I'll have less of those sprinkles this week. I think I'm just going to go with a plain vanilla this week. But, all right, let's move over to the Atlanta Falcons, the wonderful, always giving Atlanta Falcons, taking on the Carolina Panthers. This game has got a 51 total. Oof, the Atlanta Falcon wide receivers all let us down this past week. Well, thank God it wasn't on the main slate. But if you were playing some showdown, you were doing some Monday night DFS Calvin Ridley, the number one wide receiver on the season, put up a goose egg, and he is now the highest-priced wide receiver on the team at $7,500, and he is not practicing, or he was at least limited in practice on Wednesday. Julio Jones did the typical Julio Jones disappearing act where he just doesn't finish games. It's become far too commonplace in his game. Uh, he is not practicing right now, and we figure, okay, well, Russell Gage – would pay off, and no, he did not either. Um, we have a couple other names mixed in there. I don't know if I can even pronounce that name. I didn't write it down. I was down, waiting so, for you to do so it. So I didn't write it down, so I'm not going to attempt to to uh, to pronounce it. But before we get to those waters, can, can we just call him Oz? Like, Oz. Oz. Like I think that's a pretty good. I think that's there you go. Good. That's what Oz. I was. That's what I was going to say. Oz from the ATL. <laughs> Um, you know, guys, I, I don't know if I'm going to any one of those wide receivers this week. You guys could tell me if I if I should or if I shouldn't. But uh, what about – I know he doesn't look good, Todd Gurley. It doesn't look good. But the guy has been getting plenty of touches, 16, 21, 15, and 17. Total touches between uh, receptions and carries. He popped in two touchdowns last week to make it look like a better day than he probably really had. But he is at $5,700, and he's going up against the Carolina running back defense that is 31st in the league. So before you tell me if I should or shouldn't play any wide receivers in Atlanta, should I have Todd Gurley in my lineups, Matt? <laughs> I could tell by, like, the change in tone of your voice that you were going to mention, Gurley. You're like, I, <laughs> and I, you're, like, walking on it. I was like, and I just want to, I'm just saying, just please, say, I don't know. <laughs> Said, here, here's a rain cloud, guys. Let me bring this in the room. I mean, anybody who allows any defense that allows Leonard Fournette to uh, to run for 100 yards on them, uh, <laughs> I guess Todd Gurley isn't that far off. So, 
Um, again, like he's not somebody that, um, that I'm prioritizing, uh, by any stretch. Um, you know, I, I see the, I see the, the argument there. Um, but TJ playing many more lineups than me would, uh, would probably have a more, uh, a more nuanced take because he has to decide ownership wise what, what you're going to do there. I think you have to play a little bit of Gurley. I'm never going to play a lot, but I, I have a very, uh, clear comparison to this version of Gurley and the role he has. I think we're looking at like 2018 and 2019 Sony Michelle. He's not catching passes. He's not getting targets, but he's absolutely being prioritized at the goal line. So you have that touchdown equity, like big touchdown equity with him, but it's hard to see a big yardage game. It's even more difficult to see uh, any real damage in the passing game. And he's almost 6K, so you almost need two touchdowns for him to return on that. Yeah. So, you know, you have to sprinkle some, but I don't think you have to sprinkle a lot. Well, lucky for us, the Atlanta wide receivers have a penchant for getting tackled inside the five-yard line. So it really does fit the narrative for Todd Gurley. But speaking of those wide receivers, uh, are we going to any one of them, TJ, including Oz from the ATL? Do we want any uh, Falcons wide receivers this week or even a tight end? I'm still not over Monday night, man. I, I, I stuck with my take from last week about Tanyan. I locked him in the captain spot on showdown. But I didn't have a single lineup without Ridley or Julio. Played a lot of Williams, just did not smash the way I really could have. <clears throat> and I mean, if Ridley catches that ball at the end of the game that he easily could have caught, all he had to do was come back to it one inch. And I mean, I, I'm having a smash night, but obviously he didn't. So sorry, there's my sour grapes there from Monday. But uh, no, and you know what? I think Matt Ryan has some mechanics issues right now because he kind of looks the same, but the ball was just not coming off his arm correctly. It, there was, I mean, Rivers-level velocity to it. It was really weird. And I am terrified of that passing game right now uh, because Ryan doesn't look right, because all the receivers are hurt. But, uh, I mean, okay, sorry. The cheap guy is Olamide Zacchaeus. That's your guy. Yes. I, I mean, he's the one. He's the one who got a lot of looks. But then Christian Blake at the end. This is a maddening situation. I, I I still don't know what to do, and it's not something we'll know what to do until we get some clarity on Ridley for sure on Friday. And it's it's a wait and see situation. But I'm I think it's going to be under the field on all of them. Yeah, I think it's an avoid situation for me personally. I think there's so many other plays. Well, Maddie's shaking his head. Firing it up, baby. Oh, bring it to us, Matt. What do you got? No, I just if the the only situation where I play Oz is if uh, if Ridley and Julio have injury designations coming into the game, I will definitely have a lineup with Oz. Like he's a guy who uh, didn't really didn't really see a ton of snaps last year. Um, and obviously last week there was, uh, plenty of reason for him to have seen the snap share that he did, but even the week before he saw more than 75% of the snaps. Um, so take that for what it is. Um, but two, two straight weeks, 75% of the snaps, he saw a bunch of targets last week, I think eight or nine. Um, and he's three K. So I think you could, you could do a lot better again, if we needed to pay, you know, 10,800 for Christian McCaffrey and 9,800 for Alvin Kamara, we would need to do this, uh, you know, a little bit more, but uh, I think that, uh, I think that I'll probably have a lineup with him, assuming that the, uh, 
the big boys don't uh, don't practice this week. There's a good segue reminder that before DK knew he was out, McCaffrey was priced at eighty six hundred. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, TJ got more to add to that. No, I'm done with this game. Go. Oh, like before, before we leave, we 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 haven't that touched. Team, like, sorry, that team. Yeah, we haven't touched like Carolina, and so I'm in a situation this week in a, in a season long week where I'm going to probably be without Cam Newton again, and I got to stream a quarterback, and that quarterback I'm going to stream is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, a fifty nine hundred robust dollars. Uh, he put up a twenty seven point one a week ago. This Atlanta defense has been giving up points to quarterbacks this year, so. Is this a week that we go with a, a Teddy B, DJ Moore stack? Because it's got to happen. DJ Moore has got to hit at some point. This would be the time to do it. Matt, any chance Teddy Bridgewater finds a way into your uh, your small amount of of lineups or DJ Moore this week? I mean, I, no, I'm not. I'm not playing. Uh, I'm not playing Teddy. I I get the argument. Um, he's obviously cheap, and you could do a lot. Uh, you know, elsewhere in your lineup if you play them. But um, I'm definitely, definitely going back to the more. Well, I am, uh, I'm pot committed at this point. I, I cannot, cannot miss on the week that he has two touchdowns. Um, It's just, uh, it's, it would be too brutal for me. Um, He's seen the 12th most targets in the league and he is wide receiver 41 in PPR points per game because he has, uh, he has yet to find the end zone. So um, sort of a similar deal with Sanders. It's one of those things where I'm just sort of banking on the banking on the opportunity that he's going to see, um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going back to him because we've seen his actual ceiling before. So I'm uh, I'm definitely going back there. What about you, TJ? I my confidence is shaken. I can't lie, it's shaken. I thought we had a wide receiver one, wide receiver two situation that was clear cut. And I now think we have a 1A, 1B situation. And I'm not even 100% sure who the 1A is anymore. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't know if – and from what I've seen, DJ Moore isn't being paid any extra attention. So if if I'm honest, uh, I will play more Anderson than Moore this week. But we are talking about the Falcons here. Oh, and, you know, going back to last week, Sal beat me with Tanya in the league. That was sad. Oh, yes. But, yeah, in Cinco. Uh, that just occurred to me. Let me complain about that. But uh, Ian Thomas, man, it, he got up to five targets last week after being completely unthought of for the first three weeks, essentially. He scored, and now we are seeing the team that Tanyan just obliterated. And it, he only had, what, six, seven targets? So you don't need a lot of targets to make bank on this Atlanta defense. So – Ian Thomas is going to be in my build at a level that is higher than I am comfortable with, but I'm fortunate. <laughs> you can't argue with it. I mean, it just seemed, it seemed like every time you turned around, it was Tanya catching a pass in the end zone. And just before we exit this game, Mike Davis, $6,400, bad running back defense. The volume is there, uh, you know, in the cash games, Matt. You're finding Mike Davis in your lineups. <sighs> Probably, um, I, it's it's one of those deals where I'm not. Uh, I think he'll probably be. 
like the third or fourth highest owned uh, running back. My would be my sort of prediction. He didn't really see. I don't know that that whole game last week was weird. I th- I think I'm kind of throwing that out uh, in my brain because of just like. every time they flip to it on red zone, you were like, wait, what, what's happening in this game right now? Like why, (laughs) what's going on? Um, But you know, he saw, he saw 16 rushes. He saw a half dozen targets. Like if he's going to keep doing that and, and you know, they're not going to put him above (laughs) 6,500, then I guess we got to keep doing it. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Trenton Cannon's the only other, other back on the roster now. Is that right? That's correct. They had to put uh, Bonifin so, onto the, uh, the IR. He did score a touchdown last week. Too. Yeah, that was so, a little tilting. <laughs> we're we're going to see a lot of touches again, man. And, and the price is right. He and I. We, I know we've been doing the all caps thing. We already hit Boyd and Deontay Davis is three of four on the slate. I mean, he's going to be popular, but I don't care. Uh, and when you can attack Atlanta, just attack from all angles. Uh, just don't put five guys in the same lineup. I think it'd be okay. Or play cash and do put five guys in the same lineup. Say, you'll still be okay. You might be able to get away with it this week. All right, guys, let's move over to Kansas City where uh, they, they take on Oakland with a high total of, of 56. Uh, listen, I, I I don't want anybody. I'm a Raiders fan. I don't want anybody on the Raiders this week. Personally, uh, I hope that this game happens. There was a positive test in a Raiders organization on Wednesday. That's pretty much all we know. We don't know who, staffer, player, whatever. Huh, but we do know that they also received fines for being out of the charity function. I saw that video with a ton of people with no masks, including the starting quarterback on his team and the tight end. So uh, it's it's a wait and see on this game if it takes off. But listen, Claude Edwards-Hilaire going against just an absolutely brutal Raiders running defense this week. I think uh, he's a guy I'm paying up for in my cash lineups, Matt. How about you? Yeah, I think, I think everybody is, um, he's gonna just, I mean, I think Kamara in the, in the hundred dollar double up last week was, was 80% owned. Um, and I think this could be a, this could be a similar situation. Um, like 68, like, what do we do? I know I keep saying it, but like, what are we doing? 6,800 for this. Like what? Of course you're going to play them. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's bugging me, but I'm going to try to stop uh, complaining about DraftKings now. <laughs> um, TJ, what I'm, I'm very curious because I've always, uh, I feel like this is one of those like you have to take a stand spots uh, if you're building a ton of lineups. So where are 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 you are you like just matching the field and saying forget it, or are you taking a hard stand on uh, E layer? Oh, don't do that. That hurts my soul. It, 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 don't E layer. Stop! Stop! My God, I can't. I have to meet Monday night again, and it doesn't even have booger. Steve Levy was loving it. Oh, no. he really was, and I mean, he was really dragging it out, man. Oh, it was man. Terrible. <clears throat> but yeah, I, this is not Kamara. Like, let's not make the mistake of saying that Hilaire is Kamara. Okay, sixteen hundred excessive. I'm going to be underweight. I, I mean, I'm going to play him. You, you you can't fade him. He's in a smash spot, like you said. But the level of popularity in all all facets of DFS is going to be overboard. 
and it's going to create leverage on the passing game. So I guess uh, just answering the question you asked me, it's going to be underweight. I know that feels gross, but it, it, no. I'm at the point. In the I think season, you have to. Yeah, you have I'm to do one or the other. Where I, I, I'm remembering, like, oh shit, you have to do things that make you feel uncomfortable if you want to win. You know, truly, truly smash and win. And that's one of those things that I'm feeling uncomfortable, and I'm absolutely going to do it. All right. So speaking of the passing game, then who are you getting in there? So Hill comes in at sixty nine hundred dollars. I don't know that you want to pay up for Kelsey. You got you're talking to Ian Thomas. A lot of Ian Thomas this week. Can we figure out a way to convince them to get Hardman more involved in the offense? The guy produces when you put him out there. He's got a touchdown in back-to-back weeks, but he's he's just not on the field for enough snaps to uh, to get comfortable. But would you be comfortable, TJ, at 4,400 this week? Yes, I am comfortable. Um, I don't think it's – you know, I love everyone on the Chiefs side in this game but I'm not going to play a ton of any one specifically. Uh, Hardman's my favorite wide receiver play for sure. Probably my be- favorite uh, pass catcher play. Uh, give me one more fumble out of Sammy. We might get those six targets a game, and that's all we really need. We might get that fumble too. He looks shell-shocked out on there when he catches the ball. He just wants to drop right to the carpet. He does not oh, want to be touched. Very, very relatable. <laughs> I, I mean, worse than some quarterbacks, right? Like he, he's out there sliding, like feet first slide. It's the That's Eli, like, the Eli yeah. Manning school. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> Matt, Matt saw it all too well for for fifteen, Far 16, too many years. years here in New York. All right, guys, uh, the Los Angeles. Rams visiting the Washington football team, 45-and-a-half point total on this game. The story coming into this one is the benching of second-year quarterback Dwayne Haskins in favor of Kyle Allen and moving Alex Smith to the backup role. Dwayne Haskins is the number three quarterback now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, the offseason was just so terrible in Washington, and it, this – the regular season, it's not off to such a great start either. But Terry McLaurin, he's he's got a thigh issue. He wasn't practicing uh, on Wednesday. How does this affect him going forward? Do you think Terry? Do you think Kyle Allen rather is a positive Matt for Terry McLaurin or a negative? I mean, let's uh, let's put some respect on it, man. They're uh, they're only a half game out of the uh, NFC East lead right now at uh, at one and three. So you never know. That is true. Um, they control their own destiny. We can say it now. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen, huh? 4,100. Again, this is like if if we had if we had decisions to make, I would be playing Kyle Allen in cash this week. So there's that. Um, but Ky- yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> well, go ahead. If you didn't say it, I was going to, if it was 18, 19, whatever year. I mean, like Kyle Allen would absolutely be the cash quarterback, but <laughs> there's absolutely no need in yeah. 100%. Um, I, I looked it up uh, earlier. <laughs> he was either sacked or intercepted once every 12 and a half pass attempts uh, last year, Kyle Allen. So um, it's, I've never written up a, a defense in the the buffet piece that I do for Rotoviz, and I wrote up the Rams because it's just <laughs> gonna be unreal. Like 4K, uh, you know, you're you're basically locking in like a half dozen sacks and probably a pick or two. 
Um, I don't even think I answered your question. I just had to get that stat out there. Uh, what, what were we talking about? McLaurin? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Right? Was this a <laughs> Whatever, positive McLaurin. or a negative for McLaurin? <laughs> I don't know. It's a positive for Gibson, if anything. Like, Allen's going to check down a ton. Gibson's 5K. Um, it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the offense as a whole probably has as much trouble as it has sustaining drives. And we're going to see a very similar product on the field. Um, I don't think this is like a death sentence for anybody, but I don't, you know, it's not like, oh, thank God Kyle Allen's starting either. Yeah, you know, uh, Gibson saw f- five targets last week, but we saw an increased use of J.D. McKissick as well. He saw eight targets last week and caught seven of them. Um, and he's at 4,000. I'm not trying to convince you to play J.D. McKissick, but I think it is uh, notable that he'll probably cut into what we could you know, we could probably get bigger numbers from Antonio Gibson if they weren't so in love with this J.D. McKissick. But I think yeah. that as the season goes on, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But I would get at five grand, I would get uh, Gibson into some lineups. Listen, I finally bought it to Daryl Henderson last week, and it it killed me. I had lineups that would have, if he put up a 15-point game, would have really cashed nicely. Um, if we would have got the smash game that we were hoping because the environment was just so good last week, I would have probably had one of my better weeks playing DFS. But guess what? I didn't get that. I got about three points out of him. Um, so it killed me. I kept, we can't trust any of these. We, we can't trust a running game in, in L.A. right now, TJ. It's, I mean, you're not playing any of these guys, right? Akers is coming back soon. It's just going to be a mishmash. Hell no. I mean, yeah. If I'm playing anyone, it's Malcolm Brown. And, I mean, now I need a shower, so moving on. Dirty. Um, I went back to the the Logan Thomas well last week. It just always looks so good, you know. It's like you see that standing there alone and want to go up and talk to her because it just seems right. And every time you go up there, once she opens her mouth, they're like, oh, my God, why did I do this again? Uh, but uh, I got a question, for a devil's advocate question for Matt, and I have, I have a take here, but – you, you really pay more for the Rams defense and the Steeler defense against the lineless and receiverless Eagles? I mean, that's fine too. At like, it's, it, you know, it, I, I just think the Rams are going to just demolish. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But, uh, Again, you don't have to make you don't have to make a decision off of a thousand dollars because everybody's cheap, so you that's can do whatever bad. you want. That's bad. Yeah, it's only two hundred. Yeah. We didn't really talk about Allen and Haskins though. Like you're losing terribly to the Ravens, and you target running backs fourteen times. That's a good way to not win a game and get benched. I mean, it really is. This isn't a team that's targeted backs at that level, so. We have a body of work. We know the guy is awful, and now we have a guy that's just slightly less awful until Alex Smith is truly comfortable, and he will be the starter again. So I don't blame Rivera, and I believe it was Rivera that said we're only a half game out in the division. If there was a 4-0 team, we might have a different conversation, but they still want to be competitive, and they think that's the best chance to win. And honestly, I tend to agree. I think Allen will at least be a little bit more aggressive with it. Yeah, it was Rivera and Matt Jones who mentioned uh, that they're half a game out, the, the vaunted Matt Jones. So, Matt, uh, pay, pay our bill, sir. Yeah, we have uh, we have DoorDash bringing the show to you again this week. You've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. While their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. 
DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. You just have to open the app. You choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with contactless delivery. You can get, uh, you know, the national restaurants like Chipotle's and the Wendy's of the world, or you can uh, pick some of your favorite local spots as well. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, now is this game happening? Well... But, you know, listen, I'm not a believer that it's going to be on the main slate. And if, if it does happen on Monday, it and seems I'm not a, impossible. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's people testing positive as recently as Wednesday. Um, and you need two positive days in a row to even consider opening. And, and uh, listen, there's all kinds of stuff coming out about Tennessee. It sounds like they've really foobarred this situation up. Um, and they, they're going to be most likely forfeiting games, which is not something I know in my 46 years on earth I've ever heard happening in the NFL, but it's very likely. And uh, it sucks because Josh Allen has just been a smash every week, and we're, we're getting him taken away from us. What do you have to put in there, TJ? Our sweet, sweet prince. I mean, can we get back to the good old days when, you know, we had to rely on hidden videos of players doing things in strip clubs and Zeke at Mardi Gras or St. Paddy's Day and that sort of thing. Now we have secret videos of players working out and going to charity events. Animals. That's what the world's come to. Like, I, I'm so done with this, man. That's the social media world that we live in, right? Everybody wants to just jump on something. Everybody wants to be pissed off about something, even when it's not something that bad. Uh, you guys all know Dynasty Frank. You've seen Dynasty Frank on Twitter. He put out a tweet earlier that said, Dwayne Haskins sucks. You all just want to be mad about something. So people were on tilting on Twitter about Dwayne Haskins getting pulled so early in his career. Who the hell cares? He's not a good quarterback, right? So, yeah, people want to find people doing things that aren't even really bad things. But the protocol is that you're supposed to wear the mask and you're not supposed to be gathering, and they broke that protocol. So, unfortunately, we're going to probably lose this game and maybe more. Matt, before we move on from it, you have anything to throw in? I, I just – I didn't even – I said before we recorded, I'm like, I'm not – I didn't even write up this game. that There's like – there's no shot that it's on the main slate. Um, just play Josh Allen if it is, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Can't go wrong with Josh Allen. All right, so then let's – let's. Oof, the Arizona Cardinals have been disappointing the last two weeks. They can't screw this one up, right? They're playing the Jets. <laughs> They're playing the Jets. The, the total is 47 uh, Kenyon Drake at $4,700. It's his cheapest price of the season. He practiced in full today, but Chase Edmonds is getting the targets. Chase Edmonds is been the receiver, and Chase Edmonds had a, a decent game after Drake had to leave with the injury last week, and he comes in at $4,700. How are we breaking down this backfield, guys? Are we, are we playing either of these guys? Week after week, we they, they've had – Five good matchups for running backs and nothing. I mean, I have an indisputable trend here. Weeks one and two, Drake had four total targets, two wins. Weeks three and four, one total target, two losses. I mean, I think we figured out the problem. Just tell Cliff. uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, Cliff, yo, 
tell your girl how, but (laughs) (laughs) it is insane how they're using them. And I'm not sure it's going to change at this point. I I mean, I am so disenchanted. I'm watching it, like not believing it. Drake is one of the things I was most sure about in the last decade going into this season. And it just is not happening. I mean, his role isn't going to disappear. But it certainly is not nearly at the level we thought it was going to be in that they're just not throwing the backs all that much altogether, uh, even including Edmonds. What do you think, Matt, about Drake? Oh, it's Drake week, baby. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. We're, I'm going down with the ship. If, if it doesn't work this week, then I know, right? Like, but it probably will work this week. Like, the Jets are, are the Jets. Um, it, look, I don't know. I... I I'm somewhat being facetious, but like, I'm, I'm not going to miss out on Drake week. If this is the week, like I'm definitely going to have a lineup with him in there. Um, you know, like you mentioned, the, the price is, the price is reasonable, I think, um, for the, for the ceiling that the jets will gift him, uh, if, if he's able to take advantage of it. Um, I looked it up before the, the jets have run, uh, about 280 plays on the year. Any guesses as to how many plays they've run with the lead? Oh, with the lead, geez, I'm guessing zero. But all right, okay. total set at zero point five. It's twenty five out of their 280 plays have been run with the lead, and they were all in the uh, what was it? The Broncos they played last week. Uh, they hadn't had a lead at any point for the entire year uh, until then. So that's if right. They set that lead total. I'm telling you, if you set that total at 0.5, 85% of bets would have came in on the other. Because <laughs> nobody watched that game, the Jets-Broncos game, that actually kind of turned out to be like entertaining at least. It wasn't good, but Under it was entertaining. Under promise and over-deliver, baby. That's what they did. There you Under go. Promise That's my motto. Deliver. They really did. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I've been doing pretty well at showdown cash games, so I was watching that game, and I, and I hit for my cash on that game, so. You got to slide in the DMs then, Sal. Come on, man. You holding out on us? <laughs> no, I, Listen, I did all right on that slate too, man. But, but hey, uh, we were yeah. talking about Drake. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I cut you no, off, no, Sal. Go not ahead. at all. I was going to say go ahead, actually, TJ. No problem. No, going back to that game last week and against the Jets, I mean, just looking at Melvin, like he was okay. But don't forget that. Basically, that last touch, he got both the 100 bonus and a touchdown, and that was what took him from – no, good game to smash game. And if we're looking at that like, oh, we need Drake to break one, you know, protecting a lead at the end for him to actually be that play we want him to be, that's the type of thing that's giving me fits about him, and I'm afraid to do it. Yeah, so just before we move on, I have one note written down for the Jets. It's just his Flacco and the Jets, and I think that's enough to make us want to not play any Jets this week. Uh, only note I'll add is that Le'Veon Bell is practicing and oh, eligible baby. to come off the the IR, but uh, that's – <laughs> I don't think so. I know Matt is being tongue-in-cheek, you people listening on your way to work right now or <laughs> you know, late at night on the covers. Um, no, uh, Matt, I'll just say this. <laughs> play A Bell-Drake the- stack for the Millie. When the Broncos and the Jets get together, play the kickers. That was the smash, the smash way to win the showdowns last week. Both kickers had like 15 and 14 points Perfect. in that game. So that was the way to go. Um, the Houston Texans, why? We had our first coach fired 
in Bye, the Bill. NFL. Bill O'Brien. Bye, Bill. Where are we door. going, man? There's a smash play on the Jets we didn't even talk about oh, yet. Oh, oh, wait a second. Well, T, I'll, I'll cut know, this TJ. part out. Don't worry, Sal. <laughs> <What> <laughs> see, do see where these guys are at? Send we me got a receiver. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Two games Jets played. have receivers on their roster? They they do, and you know it was easy to forget because he didn't play weeks two and three, but then he came back through two games where he's got twenty three targets, I believe seventeen catches, about two hundred forty yards and a score on the year. That's on the two games, sorry, two hundred nineteen yards and a score. Crowder, man, what what? Why does no one want Crowder? Uh, guess what? The Jets are going to be trailing again. I don't care if Flacco throws it to the wrong team. Every other target, as long as Crowder catches. The, the odd number, give the other team the even number. I I am absolutely going to be smashing Crowder, and I think he's going to be an under-owned absolute smash. Okay, now you can edit it out and move on. No, I have to apologize. You mentioned Crowder before, and I still forgot about him. <laughs> so, And I'm insulted. Yeah, as, Crowder as has New that York, effect on people. <laughs> as a New Yorker, I'm insulted that you think they're going to be strong. Oh, man, hey, <laughs> I know it's super unsexy, but – he he is the play this week. Um, Listen, I, I'll, this was... I'll eat crow next week if this bricks. But I mean, I, I think the volume remains, and he hits with it. Yeah, tar- target targets and receptions. I mean, if you're playing on DraftKings, you know that is key. So, all right. Well, I sorry I got so far ahead of ourselves with the uh, the former uh, coach Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans. He's gone. We can now. say bye to Bill again. That's fine. Bye bye, Billy. Uh, so this is a high number fifty four. <laughs> A 54 total on this Texans-Jacksonville game. I'm presuming there'll just be no defense in this game whatsoever. Um, you guys have to tell me, uh, uh, are we avoiding Texans right now? Do we want to see how this shakes out? I mean, I know we're avoiding Brandon Cooks because he cratered lineups with a friggin' zero. Three targets, no catches, and a big fat zero in our lineups. But um, He's worse at his job than Bill O'Brien was. Yeah, <laughs> they, he should have left with him, but uh, – but Will Fuller should have had a second touchdown. I don't know. You know, I, I felt like that was a little close to be overturned. If he hits that second touchdown, again, I had him in places where that would have been nice for lineups. But I think the guy I kind of sort of want to get in lineups this week is David Johnson at that was, $5,200. That was the Todd Gurley voice. Did you hear that, TJ? <laughs> it was the same voice that he did before he brought up Todd Gurley. <laughs> well, well, Todd the same player. It's the same player. <laughs> I will have Todd Gurley, David Johnson lineups this week. In fact, I'm going to put it in the listener league. If you put <laughs> if you put that t- contest together this week, I will put that in as my quarterback, my my running backs this week. <laughs> Guys, what do you feel as a David Johnson and the rest of the Texans this week? TJ, go ahead. I can't talk about David Johnson. No, I, I'm telling you, this is the low key. Everyone is in play game, and I mean, truly, I, everyone could smash except for Brandon Cooks. So. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, that's the truth of the matter. I, I mean, Robinson on the Jag side, Shark on the Jag side. Okay, that's where the Jags side ends. But you could have Cobb hit again. Obviously, Fuller's a better play, bigger ceiling. And, oh, God, it feels so gross to say. But, yes, DJ is actually in play and probably a better play than Gurley is. And cheaper by $500. So. I won't. I won't ask Matt, but I like that take. This could be. I, listen, Vegas thinks the total is, is high, so somebody's got to smash. Somebody's got to score these points, and I don't think it's going to be the kickers in this one, Matt. But Matt, you have anybody on the Jacksonville side? Um, like? No, I mean the the guys TJ mentioned. Uh, if if they uh, 
I don't know. If if I played more lineups, I would have some Visca, but uh, not going to go there with uh, with my lineups. The one thing worth noting, as far as the total goes, this looks uh, across all situations. This is looks like it's going to be the third highest game uh, paced game on the slate. So that's probably where a lot of that is coming from. And they've both, um, you know, not not terribly successful <laughs> either team, uh, but they've both put up points in in spurts. So. Um, 54 still seems like a lot, but whatever. Matt, I need you to play line maker for a minute. In DK points, make a line. Robinson versus CEH. Oh, man. Uh, I would say like CEH minus three. Okay, so now we know where to leverage Underweight, fade, C-H. Love it. <laughs> there we go. It was that easy. You Sometimes you just got to ask the right questions, you know? Yes, sir. I, I absolutely love it. And I mean, I, I think that's accurate. I think that's fair. I like it a lot. Nice. We're setting our own lines here on the, on the Daily DFS Yeah, you got 100 apart. You know, both solid running back plays. But, you know, if you're talking triple the ownership, I think, I think it gets easy. All right, fellas, we go to uh, San Francisco, Miami, with a total of 47 on this game. Jimmy G was expected to be limited in practice on uh, on Wednesday and uh, should return this week. He's a $5,500 cost, but I don't think we're going back to Jimmy G too soon. But I'm excited about the, the, the two uh, young wide receivers in this offense. Debo Samuel is back. He's got a game under his belt. They didn't use him a lot. They want to work him in slow. He comes in. At fifty three hundred, and that's a hundred dollars more than Brandon Ayuk, who maybe had the most beautiful touchdown of the year on Monday night. And I think that this is going to be a killer one-two combination, along with the man we spoke about at the beginning of the show, George Kittle. Guys, what are we looking at in San Francisco? Do you like these wide receivers, Matt? Would you want to wait a little bit of time on on Debo, but uh, you feel comfortable playing Ayuk? I mean, I, I think I think they're they're both fine ceiling wise. Flyers, it, they're not somebody that uh, neither of them are going to be guys that I'm uh, going crazy on. Um, I, the the guy that I'm that I'm really like sort of up in the air about that I would love to hear both of your takes is McKinnon. Um, he's fifty eight hundred. Over the past two weeks, he has the same amount of expected points as Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, like I was pretty shocked by that when I was when I was looking it up. Um, what what are your where do you land on on the wide receivers, TJ? And what do you think about McKinnon this week? I think the wide receivers just kind of uh, cannibalize each other and kind of take each other out of play. And Kittle, oh my God, if Kittle's going to get that kind of volume, they're going to have to price him at 10K, even with the current <laughs> price tags. Right. So, I, I mean, Kittle is absolutely in play. I mean, it's a different kind of build when you pay that for a tie and that's okay. Like, I, I, I like that. But my God, McKinnon working like a bell cow. And I watched that game and I was super impressed. I, I, I was really happy to see it. You know, after two years, it's like, well, this is what we thought was going to happen. And well, it's happening. But, and there's a huge but, you get Mostert back. Well, it, we're probably looking at that exact same role he had week one 
and you can't pay for that. We get one more week without Mostert. I think you absolutely go overweight and play JM, uh, JMK for sure. Yeah, all I can add to that, Matt, is uh, before the season started, my son had drafted McKinnon. And when I looked at his roster, I said, well, you need to add all something here. And that was the play I recommended that he drop because at that time it was a crowded backfield, right? I, and I figured he would be the player that, like we saw, he scored that touchdown in week one with everybody there. I was like, oh, oh, that was cute. And then all of a sudden he's the guy in that backfield. And like TJ said, he was everything that everybody thought he could be. But we've seen this game before in San Francisco and uh, they're not going to play the one running back when everybody's healthy. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I don't know if Tevin Coleman counts anymore because he's such so distantly behind the other guys in terms of ability, but. Yeah, don't you sell Jeff Wilson Jr. short, sir. He's part of the other guys. It's yeah. <laughs> having his way behind it in terms of ability to. Mm-hmm. Totally true. But anything on Miami for you guys? I think there's one player in play, garbage time hero. All right, who's that player? I have them just I, – I have – we. Well, I went so much to Miami last week that I felt like the well was dry for me personally this week. But what player is that, TJ? I, th- I think it's just Parker. Um yeah, I, I imagine this isn't a close game, and I imagine they got to sling it, and there's a clear-cut alpha, and it's Parker, so he's sub you 6K. Think, you think we sink C2 up before the end of this game? No, 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 no. As far as I know, he still hasn't been hit, so I, I don't think they'll even consider yeah. playing him. There were rumblings this week that they would go to him. There was rumblings this week, and then uh, Flores had to come out and make the announcement that for week five it'll still be <clears> – <throat> Fitzpatrick, so it's going to be soon. Where did those come from? Those didn't come from Shad, did they? He's a guy I go to for Miami. I will. Uh, I'll. I'll check my sources. I seen it in quite a few places, just being <laughs> reported, but I didn't see the names that were attached to it. While you look that up, TJ, uh, Matt, anything else to add about San Francisco and Miami? Nope. All right, so let's head to. Matt's New York Giants. Uh, listen, they played well on defense. Did they play well on defense last week, or did the Rams just screw up their game plan? That yeah, no, that I just, just the Rams could not have looked any worse. And I'll, I'll give some credit to the Giants defense. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the linebacker's name. Martinez had, uh, had himself a little bit of a day, but I mean it, that that was more just. I think the Rams just shooting themselves in the foot more than anything. Um, I think that I'm going to just go ahead and call the uh, call the bloodbath again this week and uh, just say I was a week early. Um, I think that this is going to be a very different game than than Dallas has uh, been forced to play so far this year. Yeah, because of that reasoning, I think that this is the big uh, Zeke smash week and i want to pay up for zeke because i think this will be the three touchdown massive uh volume zeke game because i think that they will get up early and i think that they will pound it away with zeke and try to slow down the madness that has gone on there they need to right the ship in dallas because they are in my opinion the best team in that division and it's not close they just need to settle it down and i think they do that through this uh, through zeke this week tj what do you think I'm unsure. I, I agree with your take if uh, if we get the script you're, you're saying with some sort of Dallas blowout. But this defense, man, I'm telling you, if you created a skill position group 
of Dwayne Haskins as the trigger man, handing off to Leonard Fournette and throwing to Brandon Cooks, and they're playing <laughs> Dallas, I expect a bonus, a DK bonus from all three players. Okay? So th- this is worse than Atlanta, worse than them all. This is the worst defense in the league right now. And I don't care who they're playing. They're going to give up points to everyone. And honestly, I, I'm not going to say, okay, they're just going to play better this week or be better despite, you know, just because they're playing a team that's had struggles so far. They fix everyone's struggles. They are that bad. And I, I, I would rather still go to the leverage of Dak, you know, just Dak. And I, I, I don't know if I really want to pick. I'll play Cooper for sure over everyone else, but. It is difficult to pick the pass catchers with him. Yeah, and I'll have to have Dak in there this week because I actually pivoted away from him last week and it cost me. I have had him each of the first three weeks. I had half my lineups with Dak in it, and I went away from it completely last weekend. Man, he that hurt to watch that happen. But I do, I do have written in my notes here. I could definitely see a scenario where all the Giants uh, are in play, and when I say all the Giants, I mean. Possibly even getting Daniel Jones in there in a couple of, you know, large field tournaments. Uh, Definitely not cash, but um, uh, Slayton is going to be on a lot of my rosters this week. Darius Slayton at $4,800 is is a guy I'm going to have on a lot of rosters this week. It's going to be Ingram for me that's going to be most owned. I'll also play Slayton. I'll also play some Jones. Man, I got so much Jones started in year long, it's scary, you know, but freaking – Angram is the guy I'm going to be uh, heaviest on on the Giants side. Are you playing any Matt? Are you with that at all? I mean, I'll. I'm definitely going to play. Uh, I'm definitely going to play some Slayton. Um, I think Ingram. It, it almost feels like they didn't like count last week when looking at his price. Like he saw ten targets last week, <laughs> and he's only forty six hundred. Um, like he's he's below guys that on you the season right. Like, it's insane. Yeah, like, he's below guys in pricing that you could very easily make an argument for to move him up. Um, so I think he's a little bit of a bargain. I do think he'll be owned. Um, but I think that he's definitely a bargain. I am not touching Daniel Jones. Like, this is the ultimate test of how bad the Dallas defense is because if they let Daniel Jones do things, then uh, then they just have to blow it up and start over. They, they just need to... Uh, to just forfeit the rest of the season and go back to the drawing board, basically, because Daniel Jones is so bad. <laughs> it's really tough. Well, it'll be a fun one to watch, and, and hopefully we'll get those hits. Well, let, let me play Let me play devil's advocate here. Let me list four teams, just strictly on the defensive side of the ball. Steelers, Bears, 49ers, Rams. No c- contrast to Dallas. That's... Sorry, that's who Jones has had faced so far. I mean, it, th- there has been no tougher quarterback schedule through four yeah. weeks. He's bad. <laughs> There's a large sample of him being bad unless he faces, like, unbelievably awful defense. It's like the only scoring that he did last year was against, what, Washington. He had a big game against so Tampa. So unless he's facing the 2020 Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see. I, that's what I'm saying. We'll see. <laughs> no, I, 
I didn't push this, man. I got to push this. I, I, I really think Dallas is going to play games in the 30s and 40s every single week. It's it's just going to be wild to watch. It's going to be goodness for us to be a part of that. And uh, Evan Ingram was one of those other tight ends. I agree. I haven't listed down here. There's a couple of good plays, really good prices. He could be in a smash spot this week. So, guys, this next game I have written down. I have New England and Denver. Uh, I don't have a total on it. I mean, I don't know if maybe it was off the board because they. I don't know if this game's going to get played either. Stephon yeah. Steph- Gilmore also tested positive for COVID right now. They say the game is on, but we've seen in recent weeks the deterioration of that of games over the, the course of a week to where we lost one last week. And um, I, I wrote that I'm going to put this one on you guys. Is Was there anybody in this, these teams that you'd want to play anyway? If this game goes off, we're going to have Jarrett Stidham most likely at quarterback. Uh, I don't know how to read that off, that offense with Jarrett Stidham. Uh, Damian Harris looked good, I guess. But Denver is also another one that you might get Drew Locke back this week. You might not. Noah Fant, who's been really steady, is injured and is probably not going to play. Uh, Jerry Judy made acrobatic catches look nice, but is it something we could get, you know, we could find consistency in? So, we won't spend long in the game, but is there anybody that just pops off the page to you guys? I mean, I would, <clears throat> I would throw a, a flyer on Bird um, at Min Price. Saw ten targets last week in the uh, just the absolute shit show of of quarterbacking that uh, that ensued <laughs> with New England. But ten targets are ten targets. He played every snap. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not doing backflips trying to get any of those guys in my lineup at the moment. Are we talking full game or Denver side? The total is 48 and a half, by the way. Okay. Thank you. So we're at 48 and a half on this game. Uh, D- Damien Harris on New England, man. He, uh, Sony's on IR. He finally, and my God, I was busy on Monday and I missed it. He was activated, what, two hours before the game. So that, that kind of hurt my two game. Uh, DK outcomes because I played a lot of Burkhead not realizing that Damien was live. So always check news, always check news. Don't be an idiot like me. But yeah, he's 4,300. He hit that 100 yard bonus against the Chiefs. Uh, and I mean, obviously it was a tight game there for a little while. So he was able to get carries, 70 carries. No targets was a bit of a concern. But uh, if we're talking about a game we think that New England's going to win, and I do, I think we do, I think they're going to be comfortable. And I think, as we've seen, the early down back hits in those games. And when you get them at 4,300, I will absolutely play some Damian Harris on that side. Yeah, you know, I thought it was a James White game that night, to be honest with you. I I, I thought James White was going to smash. I put him in a captain spot, and uh, I just missed – cashing on Monday night on that game to showdown. But uh, that's what scares me with that New England um, offense. Every time you feel comfortable with somebody, it's it, Burkhead pops up, James White pops up, Damian Harris pops up, J.J. Taylor pops up, and Sonny Michelle goes on the IR, killing some of my season-long teams where I play in 16-teamers and running backs are like, oof, so valuable. Uh, guys, let's move on to our last game on a slate, and that's the Indianapolis Colts at – TJ's Cleveland Browns, 47-point total. Guys, this is where I want to talk about tight ends. All right? My favorite tight end play of the week in a year where people are talking about punting tight ends. Uh, No, 
it's not Mo Ali Cox, who was also in that lineup that I beat TJ with this week in the kitchen sinko. It's not Mo Ali Cox at 4,200. He saw two targets. One of them happened to be a touchdown. And yes, Jack Doyle is back and healthy, and he saw one big fat target. But if you watched any of this game, Trey Burton was being game planned for in this game. He saw the most targets out of the three tight ends, and he's $2,900. If you took the the dive into the Troutman Waters last week, knowing how low his totals could have, could could have turned out to be. I'm imploring you to take a shot with with Trey Burton this week at $2,900 because I guarantee you he's going to see targets. What he does with them, I can't promise, but he's going to be involved in the game plan heavily. And Reich said it today, all three tight ends will be game plan for and used. And uh, that's the guy that's the cheapest. And I'm going to take a shot with him, Matt. What do you think? Well, it sounds sounds fun. I made it. I made it sound good. That I, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> you uh, like you were you were really selling it there. I was like, all right, let's uh, let's let's mash some Trey Burton in. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, sure. sure. That hurts. That hurts. No, <laughs> I, I, Sal, I am enthusiastically with you on this. Uh, Burton is a guy that made his way to honestly 60 to 70 percent of my dynasty teams in the offseason off waivers. Beats were projecting him for 90 to 100 catches. Obviously, starting the season on IR, all the cold water got poured on that and everyone forgot about him. And when I saw him activated last week, I said, You're not playing him this week, gonna wait and see. Comes back five targets off rip. He is what. <laughs> I'm telling you, with Rivers unable to utilize T.Y., he is going to be the top target getter on this offense, not only this week, but for the rest of the season. And at 2,900, I think you're right. He is the best tight end play on the slate. Well, guys, I have never been really good at DFS, but I figured that out this year, which means I'm learning really well from hanging out with you guys. It's it's starting to rub off on me a little bit. So – Go ahead, TJ. Oh, the, the matchup's a huge part of that. I mean, the yeah, Browns. <laughs> the Browns are, are, are 30 seconds. Team. <laughs> 30 seconds. Well, it says 30 seconds. There's no one worse than Atlanta. Okay. But you know, the Browns are a really good spot to target there for tight ends. Absolutely. You can almost take a shot at all three of those tight ends. Maybe not Doyle this week, but um, it, it's, it's, can, it's in play. It's possible. Can I play a tight end in defense if it's cheaper than my defense? Sure. Sure. And it probably well, would be, be better. Better than the Dallas defense, most likely. Um, Matt, what else do we see in this game? OBJ had his smash game. Hopefully he doesn't rest on his laurels with that. He did switch from healthy to questionable today. I saw I got that notification in leagues where I own him. Are you going to the well with any Cleveland Browns this week, Matt? Yep. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, TJ. <laughs> I, I assume you're playing him in a cash. You go ahead first. No, go ahead. I'm I'm curious. I need your I need your takes. Well, we're not playing any receivers or tight ends on the Browns, but we are playing a new top five running back in the NFL until Chubb comes back, and that's Kareem Hunt. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Dearness Johnson. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Hunt. Actually, I'm Hilliard, but you know. But I, honestly, I love I love Dearness. You know, going back to preseason last year, he was a fun guy, fun guy to play. But uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt is. The, the role is going to be phenomenal. Game script will not matter. Uh, you only have a handful of guys that you, you can say are going to smash every game. 
uh, not dependent on game script and the touch. I, I, I don't know how to put this complicated or silly, but Kareem Hunt is an absolute smash and he should be priced near what Kamara or CMC would be while Chubb is out and he's not. Yeah, and I think he's going to be uh, less owned than uh, than Mike Davis too. So even uh, even more so, like he's kind of sandwiched in this weird uh, this weird price range between Davis and Elair, and uh, he he's just going to be under owned, like no matter what. <laughs> you're so, painting. You're painting, TJ. <laughs> make a line, Matt. CH versus Kareem Hunt and DK points. Uh I think I think Hunt's probably I think it's probably like a pick. I'll go Hunt wow. minus four. Wow, that's a big difference from a pick. Yeah, that's a big statement. I've probably got a lot of crow to eat next week, but we'll put it out there. <laughs> TJ, can we go? Can we go to the T.Y. Hilton well one more time? Can we? Can we think that it's possible one of these weeks he's going to catch a touchdown, or we're just playing the tight ends here? If there's ever a time to do it, it's this week. So obviously the answer is hell no. <laughs> Matt, anybody else on either one of these teams that you want to touch on? I mean, Pascal the Rascal. No, I mean, what are we doing here? Forty six hundred. T.Y. I think yeah. 4,600, He uh, since week two, he has a 21% target share, which is like, you know, I don't know, DK Metcalf-ish. Like, he's he's seeing targets. Um, and 4,600, I think that's uh, I think that's a reasonable price. Not not a not a cash play, but um, I think it's worth a flyer somewhere. You could throw him in a lineup as the comeback to your hunt uh, as a correlation play and feel pretty good about it, I think. You know, I asked you if the, the if Zach Pascal got the juices flowing last week, and it looks like it took a week, but those juices are certainly flowing. They're, for, they're warming up now for the rascal. So, guys, we're going to close this out. Is there anything else that we would like to add before we close the show? Nothing, Mister TJ. No, I just all I right. just hope we don't lose all these games off the main slate. That's that's my that's my parting thought. I wish that uh, I, I hope that we actually get the the 12 or whatever, 11 really that we were promised. Well, I'll leave you with this. I, I, there was a tweet put out today about the Raiders. Um, they're going to protest the fines or, uh, you know, try to get the fines, the NFLPA. And, and I wrote, pay your fines and be better next time. And somebody wrote to me, what are you afraid of the virus? Well, I'm afraid of losing the games and I'm afraid. Yeah. I mean, if I have older people around, yeah, I'm afraid for them. But the point wasn't, was I afraid of the virus? The point was, if you're in the NFL and you agree to a protocol, follow it, guys, uh, or else we're not going to have these games. And it's and life and death is more important than us getting our DFS main slates, right? But it's pretty simple. Follow protocol. And if you follow protocol and it still happens, then you've done everything you could do. But if you're not going to do that and it happens, you have nobody to blame but yourself. So I'm going to agree with, with you, Matt. I hope that, uh, that we get all these games in. We all agree there, but I just want to reiterate, I really want to go back to strip club hidden videos instead of charity. <laughs> it was such a such a good time. Uh, this has been the On The Daily DFS podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at On The Daily D- 
DFS. We'll be here every week taking you through the main slate and hoping to put you in the green. And somebody said to me, don't you mean a black? No, because on the DraftKings, when you finish with money, you finish in the green. It's not yeah. It's not look the stock at, market. Look at the logo, guys. Come on. What are we, what <laughs> so, are we doing here? Uh, and somebody asked me that this week. And I'm like, no, oh, why do I have to even explain this to you? But <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, we will see you one week from today. All Peace. right. Before before I let you guys go, I want to remind you about our sponsor, Bet Online. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. Game spreads, totals, futures, props, whatever you are into, you can find a line on Bet Online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering <clears throat> on all the bets that I just mentioned. If you head over to Bet Online uh, and use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag, that's BlueWire, all one word, you will be able to take advantage of that offer and support the show. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.